Welcome back to our channel, MBH family. Guys, you already know what time it is. You clicked in because you see the guests. I've been saying that every week, eh? It's a new thing. Anyways, let me let me get to it. Kamal Miller. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him Mr. Team Canada because he had the best tournament, in my opinion, for any players at the World Cup, which like, fuck, for Canada is just like, it's such an achievement and it's just so crazy to see like, us Canadians on the world stage in Qatar. So anyways, nonetheless, I'm gonna stop talking about that. We got him on the pod today. Absolutely amazing episode. We talked everything, his come up story, so you learn a little bit about him and how he got to where he was. Some stories about the World Cup, things that went down, the games, in locker room conversations, things like that. Massive pod, so you guys know what to do. Watch all the way to the fucking end, okay? And before we get into it, you already know this episode is presented by the fucking family at Bodog Canada. We love you. Look, he even signed a jersey for us. Boom. Match worn, okay? No games here. Let's get into this episode. They know that I go flip mode when I bust the rhymes. Man's on a different thing when I told him a hundred times. I did a bunch of crimes and none of them were done for the vine. So you can take that bullshit and stick that where the sun don't shine. The summer's up, it's about to get real cold. Late nights in the studio with the bros. Welcome back to the NBH podcast. Money buys happiness. Guys, before we tap in, you already know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment. I'll say it now. If you make it to the end, and I made it to the end, bro. DM me, send me comments, whatever. Just let me know what's good, all right? Love you guys. Appreciate you doing that. Yo, they've been saying ant. Yo, I see some ant. Yo, yo, yo. yo, ant, I made it. Yo, everyone's like, everyone's like, yo, is that your new nickname? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure how yo, I feel about it. You ant, ant, bro. But anyways, holy fuck. But anyways, yeah, ant, ant or ant, whatever, bro. I'm okay with either yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run it up. Run it up. Guys. Come on, let's go. My boy. <laughs> Our boy. It. Kamal Miller's with us. Um, yes, yes. One of the top defenders, I would say, in the country. In the league you play in. And you're you're like you're you're Toronto born, you know? Mm. Scarborough man. But I'm gonna say Toronto <laughs> for our audience out there. Okay, Scarborough's right, near right, Toronto. Right. Um bro, I mean I've I've watched you a bit grow into a player, grow into the player that you are. Um and I think it's super sick because I remember when I was playing and, and Ant played as well, there wasn't there wasn't that many opportunities for players to get out there, uh, to showcase themselves and, and and you know, make a living out of football. So right. to see you do that over the years has been fucking super inspiring. I know you're inspiring a bunch of other players. Um, you recently were, you were recently at Qatar for the World Cup, which is like rocket. Just saying that is like crazy. Yeah, like you, you probably it. still you probably yeah, still like trip it's out. Still, you know, like every every once in a while. Like, yeah, we're we're gonna we're definitely gonna know, get to that. Um, hard I, to I, describe. Yeah, bro. I mean, fuck. It's a, it's once in a lifetime experience. Right. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like knowing who you are, I, I know you manifested that shit and where you are today but i do want to go back um so that we can get that inspiring story that you have for anyone listening any young footy players any any young athletes to be honest that are in canada um let's let's go back to maybe when you were like maybe like 15 16. Mm-hmm. um what where were you playing and and what was your mindset like in terms of of, of playing the sport at that time it was it was tough for me for real yeah um in and out of the national team uh, the youth national teams, I'd say, uh, playing for Vaughn Soccer Club at the time. Yeah. So making that drive to from Scarborough to Vaughn every day it was tough, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I I played with a lot of older guys growing up. That that's kind of the way Vaughn worked. Like as soon as you were established as a good player, you got thrown right in with grown men, right? Yeah. So yeah, just 
being motivated from those guys since day one, letting me know that they see something in me and just keep going. That they really instilled the belief in me that I could take the sport somewhere and and yeah, make a name for myself in Canada, especially being a defender. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I took it and ran, just kept going and kept progressing through the through the ranks of the youth national teams and and yeah, it turned out well. What uh, like like, but at that point in time, what, like. Was was soccer as a career like a real thing at that point? Like, because I feel like when I was playing, uh, like it wasn't that like you were playing footy with hopes of just like somehow making it to Europe. But it, like you know, if you were to stay in North America or in Canada, it wasn't even really thought. Like, there's no you didn't think at any point you could, you know, make make a living off of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so was that the same for you or? Or maybe I guess the league or, or the 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 team Vaughn was trying to be like, yo, maybe there is something here. Like. Yeah, it was tough because, like I said, I was surrounded by these grown men who were, I thought, were the best players I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering, like, like why are they not in Europe? Why are they not at these big clubs, even for Toronto FC? Like, like, like why don't they play for Toronto? So uh, it was tough to really see it as a career choice at that time based on those circumstances. But that's around the same time I got introduced to uh, Division One soccer. Mm-hmm. And both of my parents being uh, from the islands, they're they're big on education. So right away when we were introduced to that next level, I kind of knew I was playing to get there. And cool. every time I got to a new place, it was just about setting my eyes on the next step and the next goal. So where'd you play? Where'd you play Div One? I played at uh, Syracuse University. Okay. Yeah, they had a, they had a balling team. Oh, so there's I a lot remember. of Canadians there. They, right? they had a yeah, year yeah, like yeah. there was a year. I remember when I was in the states, they did poorly. Like they did very bad. Uh-huh. And then the year after, they just started like fucking recruiting Canadians. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's when that's when like that Skylar like, Thomas. Well, that 2012, 13. 2012. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Skylar yeah, Thomas, yeah. Jordan Alexander, all, Hallis, all of them. Yeah. That's the reason I went there. Seeing yeah. Those Canadians. So I guess it, it was more realistic for you after after seeing players go. Right. So how how was how was uh. How was Div One? How was that going to to Syracuse and and like I guess living on your own for the first time? Yeah. Um, I mean, yo, I compare like when I think about my first first time away for school, it was crazy. It was like a huge, it was a huge eye opener, mm-hmm. like living on your own when you're like 18 for sure in a different country different and also city. needing to have like discipline to be an athlete as well. Hundred percent. Right? Well, even right. even as a student, true. Like it was true. still hard as a student. That's why I'm asking. Like, how was it for you? Because like. I know even in that in Div 1, you have to have certain grades and you have to keep right, shit up. Right, right, right. Yeah, so throughout high school, I was uh, just an average student, I'd say. I took some applied classes. So when I hit, like, the start of grade 11, I was going back doing, like, grade 9 math and shit like that so <laughs> yeah. I can be eligible to even get to Syracuse. So it's funny how it all worked out. So it kind of prepared me, like, that that latter end of my high school academic career, I'd say, to uh, kind of mature me and get me ready for the next level. And yeah, once you get to an organization and a school like that, it's, it's you get so much help, you get tutors, yeah. study hall, all type of stuff. So it's, facts. It, it's set up for you to succeed. So even if you don't like class and stuff like that, like like you really can't fail or do yeah. anything bad <laughs> the team knows unless it you too. want like the team to. knows like you need to get certain, like the coach. Yeah, right, and right. you want to play. In, facts. in yeah, high school yeah. here, it's like, oh, you fail a test or something like you're done like you don't like back home the teachers don't really care or something like yeah. you, you got to play but at that next level it's like they're they're paying 
their money for you to, for go you to, to be go there, to yeah. school and be there. So you got to take it seriously. Mm. How about the like the footy for me when I first went there, I was like, I thought I was a big guy going. Yeah, I was like, fucking okay, I'm six <laughs> oh, yeah. feet. I'm I'm like whatever. I'm not that like jacked or anything, but I'll be all right. And then I got there and I was like, bro, how's everyone bigger than me, right, bro? Right, and right. you were a big kid too. Mm-hmm. So how was that for you? Like, how was that adapting to the sport? Yeah, I was a big kid, definitely. But, you were. But, but not, not U.S. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Big. Not U.S. big. <laughs> they're, they're big they're, boys, eh? Yeah, they're, they're like military, you yeah, know? Bro. Like, uh, back home, we had, like, fitness wasn't really a thing. Like, being here, we're all about the ball, playing for an Italian club as well. <laughs> like, we like to keep the ball, pass the ball. Yeah. So I was ahead of everyone in, in that regard. But when I got there, wow, like, physically, it was a <laughs> smack in the face. Like, yeah. I had to change my eating habits right away. Um, I remember like cramping like my first five college games like consecutively like seventy yeah. fifth really? minute cramp like every game because it's another level like the guys are machines there like especially being eighteen and you're going against a twenty three year old mm, senior yeah. like been lifting weights seriously. Then there was guys redshirting. Yeah, there was yeah, guys yeah. redshirting, so they were yeah. like literally twenty three, and you're like eighteen. Right, right, right. And you're playing in the same game. They're more like men at that. Point. They're men. They're and men. They, and they've had four or five years of just straight like intense training. And the rules of college soccer too, like you're allowed to sub in and sub out. Yeah. Okay. So coaches would sub a player in for ten minutes just to run and like you know cause hell Push and him, then yeah. take them out. So as a defender, <laughs> okay. you're not really going in and out. So you're up against fresh legs the whole game. Yeah. So it was tough for sure. And the, the he like I remember he was always telling me like the the training itself wasn't like super yeah, like the, intense. The, the fitness yeah. part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the once you get in first week, I remember August tenth being the start date. That was the start date every year. And the tenth was cool, meetings, laugh. The eleventh were on the track, yeah. running, running, <laughs> running, running. Guys are puking, bro, falling off the track. Like Did you yeah. ever do the thing called MLS test? It was on no. the track. It was, it was fun. Bro, listen, we were doing we like... We did something on we the track. We were doing yo-yo... Te- yeah, when yeah. you're like sprint and walk, sprint and walk. We yeah, were doing yeah. like 30 laps like that. Yo-yo's, I just remember... Yeah. I, I was, bro, I was like about to yak. And the thing was like, <laughs> the team couldn't like continue until everyone passed the fitness test. That's fucked. So if like so one person pressure. fucked up, then like everyone has to do it again. And I remember being that one guy at the at the beginning. But that's why those guys were machines, right? right. Yeah, but you're, you're you're not even touch like I remember the first two weeks we didn't touch a ball. Right, exactly. That's He's like, oh, just wait till we touch a ball. Like you'll be good. I'm like, bro, when's that? <laughs> He's like, oh, next month. <laughs> so so how long were you there for? I was there August 2015 till January 2019. I played four seasons there. Okay. Um, really close to getting my degree. I'm not quite done yet. I got a few classes left. I'm gonna. You're going to deal with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get it done for my parents. Shout out boy, my parents. But yeah, I was there for four years. uh, Four seasons, not four years technically, but yeah. Yeah. um, I had a great time there. It matured me. Um, For sure. There was a few times I could have left early, but I think I needed the four years to just Mm. develop into the man, especially being a center back. You need to be mature. Yeah, facts give yourself all those games to make those mistakes so i I was able to use those four years to really well you could tell too on the pitch like you you're you're very much a leader and for your age too yeah like you're a a very young leader so you could tell that you have a lot of experience and i think staying those four years like what you're saying you could have left earlier and and got into the draft or something yeah i could have i could have a couple years even a year i was looking to not even mls just looking to go straight into the usl and work my way up but Mm. Yeah, my, my gut told me to stay. That must so be I tempting though too. Yeah, so t- already because I'm like, I don't like school. <laughs> I just want to play soccer. I see all of my older teammates getting drafted every year and and going on to play at the next level. So yeah. I, I knew I was good enough, but it was just about waiting my turn. Even yeah. when we, you were at school, like 
and again being away from home and stuff like that was there any moments when you where you're like you're like maybe i gotta go home maybe this is not for me because i remember even being there and and speaking to a lot of other players that were away they get homesick like i i, I dipped right after one year i came back mm-hmm. um so like did you have any like moments like that that you had to kind of get out of and how did you do it yeah i think my family knew my personality and know that i'm a guy who if i get homesick and i'm not into it anymore then i'm i'm gonna want to go home yeah. so i think they they did their best efforts to uh, make the drive down it was like a five-hour drive so so they would yeah. make the drive down bring me home cooked some jamaican <laughs> food and, yeah. you know just keep me in it every every couple yeah. months or every couple weeks so yeah i'm, I'm thankful for them for yeah, sure. i feel like fa- yeah. family is always like the unsung hero yeah of the story you know when it comes to stuff like that 100 it's, so, it's tough man it's tough being away like that with with nobody pretty much. no i i can i can imagine i can imagine i mean just, you had did you have any players with you from here um when you when you went there were maybe older a couple guys older canadians right? like chris nankel was there yeah so I, I relied on him a lot yeah um all the other freshmen my age that's true you we're, link we're up with them right tight, away yeah. So, yeah so i was okay i was okay so so you did four years there and then yeah. you go into the draft right so at what age exactly do you go into the, into the draft uh, i was 21 when i went into the draft okay and so and what was that experience like yeah what's the process of that yeah like, yeah I'm for curious. anyone who doesn't know what goes into that or or like what you go through when that's happening yeah it's 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 crazy like they pretty much there's some guys who sign like pre-contracts at the end of the college season and mm-hmm. have like a guaranteed mls contract but for most of the guys especially the seniors like you have to be a senior to go to the draft you can't leave okay. college soccer okay. early unless you get a special mm-hmm. type of contract with the league okay. so guys like Raposo got that yeah Tejan got that oh yes uh Dane got that yeah so those type of guys were able to leave a bit early but uh yeah they pretty much invite I'd say the 80 or like yeah 70 best seniors across the country who they think and put you on four teams uh my combine was in Orlando funny enough I got to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah my combine was in Orlando and you played two games and the games i still say to this day it's like the hunger games you know like literally everyone, yeah yeah everyone is trying to show what they can do you you never played with these guys at all yeah so the communication's not there and it's just back and forth back and forth and it could really like show what a player can do or like completely break a player because yeah. there's certain players who played at the number one school and then got to the draft and it was just too chaotic there was no system so their stock went way down and guys like me who uh I played well so my stock went up so yeah yeah it's 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 crazy interesting how's that conversation like so at the combine I guess like there's just different coaches there and they're approaching you or your agent usually all the coaches are there and um throughout the games usually after the first day everyone starts getting interviews you get like a 15 minute interview with not only the coach, like the whole staff. So there's just oh, seven shit. guys, seven men in the room, and you walk in. Seven v one. It was. It was. It was. Holy. For sure. Some of the coaches, um, so much personality, and they've been in it so long. So yeah. they're they're really trying to see what you're about, and you mm. got 15 minutes to like really show them that you can survive in a professional environment and bring something to the team. Was there any teams? I mean, you got drafted to Orlando, mm-hmm. but was there any other teams that you thought? you might go to like yeah. some strong conversations wait did yeah. you get did you get drafted straight to orlando or was it 
Straight to Orlando. Straight to Orlando, right? Okay. And funny enough, during the combine, Orlando didn't interview me. So I didn't know that was even really? a possibility. I got interviewed by Seattle, Cincinnati, Dope. New York Red Bulls. Okay. I thought I would end up in, in New, York? New York Red Bulls yeah. for sure. Is that where you wanted to go? Uh, I didn't really have much preference to be <laughs> okay, honest. I just, just wanted like, to get into the get Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So, so yeah, uh, I thought I would go there, but then... On draft day, like Orlando came in, and yeah, I was shocked completely. That's what I was gonna say. Like, so you you hear Orlando, whatever your name, you're yeah, like, bro, what the yeah, fuck? I hear like defender uh, from Syracuse. I'm like, well, hold on, like, like two of my Syracuse teammates already got drafted. I'm the last one yeah. left. <laughs> so yeah, I knew it was me, and yeah, it was it was a crazy. You were moment, amped, eh? crazy. How was like your fam and shit? Like seeing that. Like, yeah, like, like even if you watch the video to this day, like the room is silent and they just explode. Yeah, like, for sure. Screams were so loud, even. Right after I got drafted, I was talking to the coaches and they were like, well, like you have a lot of support here. Like, like we haven't heard a scream like that all day. So like my family has always been there for me. And yeah, you're only allowed to sit beside one person with you. So my, my mom was there. There you go. And, yeah, don't, it was, it don't. was crazy. That was a lock. Your mom being beside you was a lock. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. for sure the plus one. Your girl got cheesed or what? Did you have the girl yet? <laughs> no. It was funny because I got drafted pretty late. So the area I was in was starting to clear out. So then I called my girl over <laughs> and my mom and my girl. Was See, there me, you so go. It worked out. Um, you actually, cause I know like, like you actually went to like a, it's like at a hall, no, or, or, or it's like, like a, a convention, a convention yeah, center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't like, cause I see like, I don't know, ball and stuff, football. Sometimes they're like, they're at home with the family. Right. Yeah, so it was a little yeah, bit different. Yeah. So that was, I think that was a pandemic thing. Oh, okay. Maybe. Might've been yeah, yeah, when yeah. they got drafted like that. That's what I thought. But so what was, what was like, um, what was it like being in Orlando, I guess for the first time and, and playing pro footy for the first time? We interrupt this podcast to bring you the most important fucking message of all time. No? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Okay? It is about to be one of the best fucking times in sports. In sports, okay? The NFL playoffs are coming up, bro. The NFL playoffs are coming up. Cowboys, baby. Trust, this guy knows. And you know who we're betting with, right? We're betting with Bo. Dog, okay, Bo Bo Casino, you already fucking know. And the beauty of it is everyone's like, bro, bro, but the thing is, I like to do same game parlays, but bro, I want to do same game parlays. Well, guess what? Bodog's got the same game parlays. Same game, baby. Same game. Who's going to score a touchdown? Parlayed with the over, parlayed with the under. Toss a couple, who's going to throw this? How many rushing yards is that guy going to get? Same game parlays, we make it easy. And you already know, with the NFL playoffs, these players are getting tapped in. It's time to get tapped in. So it's, it's time you get fucking tapped in. Damn. No? I mean, you're giving me ideas now. Parlay Yo, ideas over here. Trust bro. me, we don't overs. play around. We don't play around here, man. Listen, guys, not only that, but Bodog is now offering $400 welcome bonus for all our Canadians that sign up right now. Yep. Join us on Bodog. We're killing it. That's $400 they match, okay? It's free money. Free money. Put $200. they are going to match it. They don't care. It's if a you, match thing. If you start fucking $400 on the floor, you'd pick it up, no? And I would match it. Boom. Okay, so anyways, you're gonna get 50 free spins as well. Yep. We'll fuck around in the casino, have a blast. Yep. All right? And lastly, why I love Bodog so much is because they withdraw and deposit with crypto, Boom. making it super easy, super quick to get your money in, get your money out, and make money. So with that being said, Bodog, we love you guys. Tap in with the boys, and let's get back to this episode. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, preseason was, was long, I remember just having an Irish coach and he was all about fitness. I was Fuck. like, damn, here we go again. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm running like damn near puking every session. And there were five of us rookies who got drafted to Orlando and only I'm the only one who got a contract. 
Wow. So just slowly they're chopping off guys and I'm getting like to three days before the MLS opener. We have the home opener. We played against New York City and I still don't have a contract yet. And the coaches are not really like you're in, you're out. So like every day I was just like, damn, is this my day? And I'm looking around other teams across the league and guys who got drafted higher than me are getting chopped. Damn. And, and guys who got drafted later than me are signing. So I'm like, so you're all confused. Yeah, right? <laughs> I had no idea what was going on, but you know, like I just kept going, kept going. And I signed, they presented me a contract two days before the home opener. Yeah. And then I signed it the day before the home opener. And then I started the home opener. So it was oh, so You played right away. Yeah, I played right away. She, was there anybody on the squad that you knew already? Um, uh, going into it at that time, I don't think there was any Canadians. I don't right? think anyone was there. Will, yeah. Will Johnson was there. Will Johnson, oh, okay. Will Johnson was there. Okay, cool. Um, but you're saying I like Richard Kyle there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. were already gone. At I that think point. they were both gone. Yeah. But personally, no, I didn't know. Yeah, it, and it's crazy because like you can get drafted and still not get signed. Right. There's so many. Which is like, like which, which is, is like drafted and you think you're on the team? Not so like you're up there out. taking the picks and shit, and then just you don't even, so hold on. You're up there with the jurors, the whole <laughs> thing, media, the hat, everything, hat, everything, and, <laughs> and then, then like you could just show up and they're like, yeah, actually, you're done. It's just buddy. a contract. Like some guys got dropped after a week. I was like, so Damn. for example, those players, like, what the fuck are they supposed to do? I guess. They, I guess they got it. What USL? Usually, yeah. Usually okay. they end up in the USL. Yeah. Which is not bad. Not bad. So so you so you get to start right away. Mm-hmm. What's your first like MLS game experience like? Uh it was it was really good. I had a strong start. Um New York City's powerful team in the East at the time. We drew two two. We went down two zero, maybe. my memory's messed up, but yeah. uh yeah, that game finished two two and it was just a crazy game. Um I played the ninety minutes. I had the most touches out of all the defenders. So, and it's crazy because the game felt so much easier than all of preseason. Even our preseason wow. games, like we played some teams, and I was like, "Wow, like this is." You think it's because you didn't have the contract yet? This is the new level. I, I don't <laughs> it could know, be the I don't contract. Know what it was, but <laughs> yeah, just on that day in the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I had a great game, and yeah, I think I was up for man of the match. I didn't win it, but I was like, "Is it? Is it best? common? Sorry, is it common for?" like rookies to get a start like that no like so as i was gonna say like no, it doesn't no, sound it's like not. you said you got your contract the day before signed it and then you're starting like yeah any but, any other rookie starting at that point though on the um, team that i can remember off the top of my head no, no not really no yeah you'd remember bro trust yeah <laughs> yeah there weren't too many too many rookies yeah. across the league like college <laughs> soccer like you really got to work your way up to get the For respect sure. that, at that level do you think that like because like we just mentioned, there's a lot of players and I've seen a lot of players too that in, let's say in college, for example, they're one type of player and then they have to take the next step and they just can't do it. What do you think, what do you think separates a player like you and, and players who have made it um, compared to someone who's like balling and then all of a sudden they can't, they just can't get it done anymore? I think it's just the mentality, to be honest, like yeah. leading up to that game, like I could have reached out to my agent and said, look, these guys still haven't signed me. Like, like, get me another team, like find the backup plan. But for me, there was no backup plan. Like I had to make the team and I did everything yeah. I can to make the team. So I, I just think the mentality, the perseverance, the resilience, I think it's important to have a lot of early setbacks, Yeah, you know, we just to build that. up that, mm. that callus to, yeah. to be strong in situations like that. And it, felt like nothing I hadn't seen before. I've been in a lot of sticky situations and always came out. So 
talking about setbacks, like maybe maybe explain to us maybe one of those setbacks that you've had that maybe you've learned a lot from or you took with a grain of salt and then you moved forward with, or, or maybe yeah. this is something that the reason you're here today. Yeah, uh, draft day, draft day for sure. Um, I thought I was one of the best center backs in the combine. I thought my stock was going to go way up. Usually Canadian players are internationals in the league, but I was able to get domestic status. So I thought any club oh, would sick. be happy to have me, right? Um, but yeah, it didn't work out that way. Like mm. I said, I was confident I was going to go to New York and then they drafted two center backs before me. Fuck. So I was like, wow. Like, I, Damn, I'm not know? trying to be the third. So <laughs> it, it hurt while, while I was there in the crowd with my mom. It hurt and she could see me like starting to slouch and get frustrated. And then she's like, just keep your head up. Like wherever you're meant to be, like you're going to end up there. So yeah, that, that, it's that's a confidence a thing, right? Yeah, that's a setback that I really took from... And in terms of like the experience. like your the way you play and your play style and mm-hmm. like you play with passion too like where do you where do you get that from and like was there were there any players that inspired you at that age? Uh, I think I get the passion from it's like my my alter ego when I step on the pitch like off the pitch I'm very calm yeah. reserved like talk to a small circle yeah uh, I'm not really out there on social media like that so yeah when I step on the field I'm just able to let you loose snap, and, yeah. you know, snap. Yeah, turn into every time you crunch someone i'm just like yes bro yeah, fuck them yeah. up i'm always screaming <laughs> tries uh, to be a demon eh? yeah yeah so just watching a lot of popular center backs like sergio ramos and like you know like how passionate you have to be to be a good defender like you, you really have to defend with your heart like mm, if you, put everything on the line yeah everything on the line everything on the line with the chance knowing you could get embarrassed very badly on this play. <laughs> yeah. You still got to do it. That's one of the things I noticed about how, how you play. You play with a lot of passion. You play like everything. You're putting everything on the line. Yeah. So that's why I had to ask about that. Um, but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. How long you in Orlando for? Mm-hmm. And then before you make the switch to Montreal? I played two seasons in Orlando. Okay. Um, in and out of the lineup. Uh, I was playing left back at the time, not really my preferred position. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was able to do it um, over, I played about 40 to 50% of the games over those first two seasons. So I was in and out of the lineup, stuff like that. And and yeah, and then I was left, the expansion draft was coming. So every time a new team comes into the league, they get uh, coach five players from each team. Uh, no, just around the league, total oh, okay, five players. Okay. Oh, okay. So each team is allowed to protect, I think, oh, 15, I 15 of their players. I remember And this. I was left unprotected from Orlando. Uh, and then, yeah, the call started to come in. And Orlando, like, said, we're going to leave you unprotected. Like, we expect you to be back and stuff like that. So I really didn't think I was going to leave. But then online started buzzing that I was one of the better players to pick up. But I still wow. didn't believe it. And then I got the call from Montreal saying they're going to make a trade for me. Because they couldn't pick me up because they weren't the expansion team. They had to yeah. go through Austin, Austin right? yeah. to get me. Yeah. So they made the deal with so Austin. So Austin picked you up yeah. and then they traded for you. Yeah, I was an Austin player for like 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was a quick, yeah. I've been yeah. sick too. Quick emails, a couple emails. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't know it was going to work that way. Like I'm seeing the notifications on my phone, like Austin's Instagram posting me. I'm like, oh, like, am I staying in Austin? Wow. And then 30 seconds That's how you're later, finding out. Oh, oh, they actually posted you? <laughs> yeah, they, I guess they had to. Yeah, they like, had to, yeah. Just, oh, okay. You know, like, it has like, to be like an legals, like legality and shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I knew before that I was going to be in Montreal, but I didn't know Austin was going to post me at all. So <laughs> yeah, like it's going to be a serious thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that caught me off guard. So how was how is it like, I guess, Montreal, like being back in Canada, yeah. right? 
obviously you guys have a fucking very strong squad. Mm -hmm. uh, you're a big reason for that, I would say. Um, so coming back to Montreal, coming back home now, kind of, you're closer. Yeah. How, how was that and how was it integrating to that team as well? Yeah, I, I wasn't too sure of the idea at first. Um, I thought my third year was going to be my breakout year in Orlando, but yeah, it just happened and right away I just had to evolve my game and, and grow and yeah, that, that was, I'm so thankful that yeah. Montreal picked me up because I finally, I think I played 29 games my first season. That was more than I played over my first two years in Orlando. So already mm. I was just. I feel like they had more the belief reps. in you. Yeah, right away. Right yeah. away. The coaches said, We see you right here. We're going to build the system around you. We want to play out the back. Um, my, my best MLS game before I signed to Montreal was Orlando against Montreal. So they saw <laughs> there you go. what I can do and they had the vision. And yeah, I was on board right away. It's crazy how that shit works. Say hey, like you play a team and then like six months later they pick you up. Yeah. They're like, yo, we remember you from that game. Yeah. Like that's when we kept our eye on How has it been being in Montreal though? Like just, I guess the city itself. Yeah, I love it. Is it, is it like, is it French speaking the team? Uh, no. Yeah, I'd say we have about maybe 10 to 12 guys who speak French. So do you have to learn, pick up some of that or why? Uh, nah. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> no. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> French is bad, man. <laughs> but uh, the coach speaks in both English and French, so it's good. And yeah, just being back in Canada, I always said once I establish myself as a player, I want to be one of those guys who comes home and brings a lot of attraction to the game and ability to grow the game. Yeah. So just being in Canada and yeah, just pushing a Canadian team to be a big dog well, you guys are a sick. big team in yeah. the MLS like Canadian we were, teams we were rating you guys all season bro I <laughs> told you like, we every time we played we're like yo Montreal 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 <laughs> but, uh, but, but I'm it's, curious it's sick though at, at what point at what point do you start getting because you've been at Montreal for how long now uh, I just finished my yeah, second, second okay, yeah, second yeah two years at what point do you start getting the Team Canada calls um, and how does that work my Canada calls were from Orlando days oh okay okay they were coming before 2019, I think Canada has always struggled with having like a solid back line. Yep. So I think- I think a John, solid team in general. But right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone who pretty much went pro and was doing well, I think John brought them in to see if yeah. they can fit the system and bring something. So I got drafted in January 2019. My first camp was March 2019. So yeah. right away I was oh, with okay. the men's team. It was quick. Yeah, that's another thing that gave me a lot of confidence to- Keep of going course. in Orlando. I just kept going to the national team, being around these guys where I could really fit in and learn from the from pro guys who are like brothers to me, you yeah. know, like playing against some of those guys. And right away, my roommate was Mark Anthony. So there you go. I was, I was right in the mix, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. National team was pretty early. That's something for sure. Like I want to talk about is the, the chemistry that that the national team has, yeah. and the group of guys they have, and so many guys have whether they played together in the past, played against each other. It's insane. So. Maybe speak on that a bit, and, and I'm sure you noticed that right off the bat as soon as you started training with them. Yeah, for such a big country, it's really remarkable how the relationships we have. Like yeah. You would think guys come from everywhere, but no, it's like there's pockets around the country where the players are coming from Yeah, compared to... Uh, like other countries. They, Even the they, States, yeah. Right, like yeah. they come from everywhere. Yeah, A lot of them from uh, Ontario, right? Majority right, of the players. Right. So yeah, it's just automatically like just brothers like right yeah. away. It's crazy, yeah. man. We have we have so much fun. Like sometimes we got to tell ourselves to like, okay, chill. Like, chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got a game tomorrow. Like let's yeah. focus. Like, 
but that, yeah, it's just part of the recipe to our success. Like just good vibes, no matter what. And you could tell, you could see it. Yeah, the competitive juices. Like it's really like having a younger, older brother. Like you don't want to lose against your brother. So in training, it's like war. Mm. Yeah, and then right after training, it's it's laughs and and hugs. You could tell the chemistry. Like they, you guys literally beat teams just based on your chemistry. Yeah, it's it, fucking it jokes. It's hilarious. It a long I'm, way. I'm curious, like. Your first camp when you go in March 2019 compared to obviously the, the the later camps and then into the World Cup, like yeah, what is the what's the conversation with I guess you know John at that point Herdman, um, like are you guys is World Cup even a thought at that point or is it just like hey we're just trying to build like a like a reputable program here? Listen the fuck up, all right? We interrupt this podcast to bring you the most important message you've ever heard in your entire life. The boys have been saucing a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't love it, I don't hate it, but I've been saucing a little bit, spending a lot of time in the States, Miami, and I'm only drinking one fucking thing. Take a look, take a look at it. You see this? Happy that, baby. Available literally everywhere, and I feel like every month it's a new state, and it's gonna be in Canada soon, but literally, it's so fucking easy to find, okay? Go to happydad.com slash find, pop in your zip code, beep ba pop 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 All of a sudden, restaurants that it's at, Grocery stores, uh, convenience stores, liquor stores, it literally shows you everything. It's amazing, so easy to use. So do yourself a favor, drink a fucking happy dad this new year, and let's get back to this episode. I think I came in right around the time where he started saying, we're going to the World Cup, mm. we're gonna finish first in CONCACAF. He was saying that in 2019. Oh yeah? Wow. Oh shit, okay. So How did you guys of, act to like react yeah, to that? I think some of the guys who've been there for a long time were like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Like, okay, like, let's see what happens. But yeah, he just kept drilling it in our heads and we just kept overcoming the obstacles every every step of the way. We had to deal with the smaller countries first. And then finally, when we got to the US, Mexico, Panama, Costa Rica, yeah. these type teams, uh, it just felt like we, we were so ready. Like we wanted it so long, like we weren't gonna let no one take that away. The way you guys played, it looked like you guys wanted it for like 10 years, it was yeah, crazy. Man. You would have thought these guys were playing together for 10 years waiting for this moment. I, th yeah. I think it was like also um, like obviously you guys making it there, but the way that it happened and, and the way that you guys played and like really put Canada soccer on the map was like, I think a lot of guys who played maybe Canada soccer, you know, way before you or guys who were just playing, you know, higher levels in Canada prior to you guys, like took pride in what you guys did and the way right. you guys carried yourselves. You know right, what I mean? It wasn't right, like, right. yo, we're just like a good team. It was like, yo, we're actually putting like Canada soccer on our back from like the last hundred yeah, years. And like, putting you know Canada I mean? soccer on the map too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy, especially to get the respect from like the guys who played for the team who like we really, really respect and yeah. look up to to this day, like Julian and, and Dero yeah. and Julian saying he'll trade all his caps to be part of this team you know yeah. like guys who never got to achieve that goal like that's what makes it so much more special like so many respected ballers have came through yep. the system but just weren't able to get it done as a team so they didn't get sure. the chance yeah we actually when we had uh when we had also and and uh, richie on yeah. i'm like yo <laughs> was a joke i literally that. i was like yo i think this is like the golden generation and, also was and, fired up bro this guy was like bro i don't give a fuck we could I beat know. the u.s we could beat mexico yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, but you know guy. what but when i said that though and i'm like yo i think you guys are the golden generation he said we can't be called the golden generation until we make the world cup yeah he it, said was, that. it was like yeah. about a year before because just in qualifying people were already making so much noise about you guys right as, as well, they i was should. going crazy bro yeah, yeah. i was like yo this is it like these guys are gonna do it at, at what point do you guys start to actually say holy fuck we're gonna like we're, we're, like, we're gonna to happen, do this yeah. yeah like uh, i think 
I think the U.S. away. Yeah. That was one of our early games, one of our first three games, if not the second. Uh-huh. And yeah, they, they, they haven't lost uh, like a qualifying game at home in a, in a while. So we knew going into that environment would be crazy. And when we came out with the result, with a draw and opportunity to win the game, we were like, okay, like we, we can go anywhere and get points. And then I think it was November, we went to Mexico and played in the Azteca and yeah. again, got a draw, but could have won that game. We're like, we're, we're right there. So, yeah, that was a very winnable game. Yeah, both, both yeah. were. It's all good though. So you guys, you guys finally get to Qatar. All right. How, how, like, what's, what's that experience? Like you're getting to the world cup. Now you're one of the players involved. Yeah. What, what goes into that? Like, what are they, how are they treating you? What are you doing when you get there? It's just just crazy. Like the reception, like the hospitality in in Qatar was amazing. Like the way we're presented when we get off the plane when we get on the bus everywhere we walk in, like hotel staff is like, you know, acting like like we're like we're Messi and Ronaldo. You know? Like it just it just felt so good. Like it, it felt really good to because there's a lot of teams who go to the World Cup and are just there to participate. You know, like mm-hmm. like we really went there trying to do something, and I felt like we 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 earned a lot of respect. It's not only from the soccer world, but like just the way the people would embrace us, like the hotel staff, like like oh like we didn't think you guys would be able to damn take it take it to a team like that and that so like just the respect was was a lot how was it how was the preparation for that first game because like it's your first world cup game yeah like what what's the what's the buzz like in the in the dressing room and and i mean what's what's going on in your mind at that point yeah it was it was crazy you know john is like a like a mad scientist like when he's <laughs> cooking up on the seems board like it. And, yeah yeah and we're all we're like it's to the point where like it's so crazy it just might work like, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the type of vibe we were going in because you know like we're looking at the team we're playing against and the names and we're watching them on tv every week right after i finish my game i'm turning on to see what they did so it, it, it was special leading up to that game just being able to lock in on our individual matchups and say like okay i'm going against uh 50 million dollar striker i'm yeah. about to lock him down today so just leading it's up just a and, number fam yeah yeah but <laughs> Overall, it was just. But I feel like really that's exciting. that's something that a lot of teams are missing, like club and 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 country. Um, like players don't buy into their coach's strategy, like or they just don't respect the coach. Right. But like you can tell every single player from the eight, like the twenty sixth player right. to to the to the keeper starting, everyone bought in. Mm-hmm. Why do, Why do you think that is? I think we just respect John's journey. I think that's the biggest thing. Like. A lot of players look at coaches and we're like, you, you, you've never put in any work in the game. You yeah. didn't play, you didn't do this, didn't do that. But we saw what it took him to get there and how everything he said that we would do, we, we did it. So like true. whatever he says we're gonna do, we feel like we're gonna do it. So yeah, just the respect level and the belief in, in him and the rest of the coaching staff because they, they proved themselves. So yeah, so we, we got to respect it. I'm, true. I'm, I'm curious, first game, I want to go to the first game because I feel like you guys deserve to win that game. I, I know the scoreline didn't show that. And if you didn't watch the game, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I guess, fully understand. But yeah. did you guys leave that pitch feeling like you guys deserved the dub? Yeah, 100%. 100%. We were, we were gutted. Like, uh, we just put, like, everything. We knew that Belgium was a, 
in a bit of a turmoil and some yeah. of the personal relationships between the players weren't there and this was like the end of their golden generation so yeah. it was now or never it was uh nothing to lose everything to gain for us so we just went out and did what we do against the rest of the CONCACAF teams or anyone we play and just we, we paid so much attention to detail and yeah we got the details right but yeah, just football. Yeah, ball, just yeah that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> I yeah. think like I think like a big like I'm I'm curious <clears throat> from your guys' end, like obviously Alfonso misses the penalty, mm -hmm. which is just like rough altogether. Devastating, dude. Devastating. Bro, I think like I was getting my hair cut in a barber shop and it was on in the corner and like the whole barber shop just went silent because like we were waiting for this to go, yeah. right? And be the first goal. Obviously things didn't work out how we wish they would have, but mm -hmm. Then they scored that last goal on you guys right before halftime. So, mm -hmm. like, what what is the conversation at halftime for you guys? Uh, we were all just pissed off at the fact that we felt like we not fully dominated, but we, we took the game to them. Like, I think we Absolutely. were on top of the game. Yeah, yeah. So we were just so upset that we let them sneak away with that. Like, if I felt like even if it went into halftime 0-0, we would have came out flying they they set up differently they made a couple defensive subs so they never would have made those subs probably if it was zero zero so yeah it's just something that that we all felt like until this day we feel like it's just gonna bother us forever yeah it has to bro you know it's gonna it's, it's gonna one of those ones it's gonna motivate you guys when you guys get to the next cup right right, right right but i think you guys get that that penalty it's a whole different game yeah shout out to fonzie for stepping up too 100 you know, like, that's a lot of pressure weight of the country on his shoulders like it takes a lot of balls you know and we all had full confidence in him we see him bang pks left and right in training but that's that, that yeah. that's what, what, what i'm is. curious it about because a, a lot of talk was like he's not canada's regular uh pk taker like usually it's uh, usually a few other players usually um joe david takes them there's a couple guys right yeah so when he steps up i guess yeah well i mean you kind of said it you guys had full confidence right no matter what but was that something that you guys like was that discussed or was it just like heat of the moment he's like i gotta just put canada on, on my back like uh, i think it was more so heat of the moment i don't I, i'm not sure i'm nowhere near the pk yeah so. i was gonna say y'all i was gonna say <laughs> come on I was that <laughs> so i don't know if there was a conversation that went on or something like yeah. that but mm -hmm. yeah but once we one, once he picked up the ball, like I was, you know. Like, I mean, everyone sure. around had full confidence. Oh yeah, me. Right, right. But watch out, like this is especially it if sure. he's gonna go grab the ball like that. That's that's when you know, like he wants to take it. Yeah. Even Fuck. even uh, like you mentioned, obviously they they score that goal right before half, and then things change. But it, it like you said, it's football. It's just this thing where it's like even even the commentators, and there's like a little bit of a curse. I, I watching the game, the commentators were like. You know, Canada's pressing, Canada's pressing, but they got to be careful because it takes yeah, one it's chance. It's always the commentator, Those bro. Those motherfuckers, yeah, bro. Like, you know what I mean? They do and it on they purpose, bro. And, yeah. and they score that goal. So, obviously, you guys come out second half, but even at that point, down one nothing. like, was the conversation, like, we're still going to go for a dub here? Like, we're still going to go for the yeah, win? Yeah, 100%. Before the game, that was uh, the talk between the coaching staff and the players, like, down 1-0, tied 1-1 in the 80th minute, whatever the score was. We're gonna do whatever it takes to go and get the win. So yeah. that game, we made all attacking subs. Like we, yeah. we were really going for it. There's a time where it was just me and Ali at the back yeah. by ourselves, yeah. going against threes on three on twos. You know, like it was crazy. But we, we were pushing. We were, we were pushing, pushing, pushing for that goal. And you guys were like, like it was high press as fuck. Like yeah. you guys, were you guys are all fit as like, fuck. You have a younger team too, compared to, especially like compared to Belgium. Yeah. I think the Bruyne like blasted his own team, didn't he? Like, didn't he come out before the game or the World Cup? Yeah, you know, like, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't even think we can win or something. He, he, say said, something he said like, only we can win. Yeah, I think he said like, like they're, they're too old. To they're win. too old or some something shit. Like yeah. He's like, okay, I bet, bro. Yeah. But like even, okay, like even going on the pitch with that guy on the field. Like I know you played against a lot of great players, but mm-hmm. does that ever like get to you at all? Like you're like, fuck, like that's the Bruin right there. Like, you know, because I like I'm thinking yeah, by myself definitely. or anyone here would just trip the fuck out. Definitely, definitely. I, I think it hits you the most when you're in the tunnel walking out and they're just, just <laughs> they're just there, but you don't want to look at them yeah. like you're starstruck or something. So you're just looking forward, like getting ready for the game, but you could see them right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's pretty it's pretty crazy. But once the whistle blows, like like we're just Was there any player like dogs. even even since you started playing professionally, was there any player that you got on the field and you're like this might distract me a bit here. Um, yeah, it, it was because there's some big ballers in the MLS first, too, bro. The first one was was that game. Um, that game, Jan Vertonghen. You know, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's yes, a big yes, center yes, back yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, someone I watched growing up a lot. So during the corner kicks, I was talking to him, like, and That's they were cool. And you know, after the game, he came up to me and you know said like he we played very well and asking where we all play and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. And I ended up getting his Jersey. We did Jersey swaps. Okay. I was going to say, did you get any Jersey swaps or what? Yeah. That that was the only one I got. Okay. That was the only one I got. And I seen you, uh, I seen the the little beef with Modric too. Yeah. That was fucking jokes, bro. (laughs) I love that shit. That was funny. I really didn't think I was going to get a reaction out of him. But like, uh, I think he was surprised. Yeah, like I, no one really beefs him. Man. Right, right, right. <laughs> no one beefs him. He's just right. like, yo, fuck this he's guy. So he's so well respected, and, and to this day, like he's like <laughs> yeah. a saint, you know. But yeah. on the field, I'll just push him. I was like, yo, get like <laughs> move, bro. Because like, he was trying to waste time and poke the ball away. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I was just heated. But I feel like moment. like like you along with some other defenders, like it's really aggressive the the style, and I love it. Yeah, is that something that you guys talk about like in the change room and, and even when it comes to like the strategy and style of play? Is it yeah. Is it like, yo, let's fucking let's give it to these 100%, 100%, guys? 100%. Yeah. I see you, I see Rich. Even Daniel, when he comes in, he's Daniel, breaking legs out there. I'm like, Ali. Yeah, yeah like that, that's something. So, is that something that you guys are, that's, that's, that's planned? Sure, we know we have the five star world class attack, you know? So, yeah. We want to just be as aggressive as possible at the back and win the ball back early. Just keep, keep feeding these guys at the front because you know they're going to do something, make something. So, we just yeah. try to stay. As strong as possible at the back and yeah give the team opportunity it intimidates some teams i'll tell you that much like you yeah. could tell yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when richie just comes in from behind and the, that winger you don't see the winger for the rest of the game anymore right, but it was right. like it's, a, it's again it's the passion aspect yeah. of you guys just like being i feel like you're just like so happy to be there at the same time just like mm. to get the fuck it's like a chip on. on the shoulder mentality for sure absolutely nothing to lose that every time every game going into it i was even like just conversations that i was having with my buddies and stuff was like the beauty of it is I feel like every game you guys went in, there was nothing to lose. You're like, we're here to just show you guys what's good. Right. We win. It's amazing. We lose. It's okay. Like mm-hmm. we're still going to, we're still here to like prove a point. Right. So mm-hmm. with that being said, going into game two, obviously a little more pressure now, you kind of, you get the first loss. So you, you're trying to get a result here. Yeah. What's the mindset going into that game? And then like, obviously scoring that goal in the first fucking couple minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Best moment of my life. Honestly, like that, that was euphoric. Like for sure. Can't, can't make that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Like, can't plan it any other way too but going into that game we knew Croatia would be, be the best team we played in the group for sure just based off experience and organization and just the way they went about their business you know um so yeah going up was was crazy feeling crazy crazy feeling and then playing so well for the rest of the first half and then there was like a 10 minute 
period we went through like 35 to 45 where they really got into the game and started to move the ball properly and showed their class and yeah like felt like we were in the fight the whole game and both ends we like we both had opportunities to score so yeah just football like, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. yeah 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 so, and after watching you guys play belgium i was like man it's it must be so hard to bounce back after not getting a result yeah. when you literally could see like you guys did the game plan to a t like that's exactly what you guys wanted to do right right, right. It did, did, like uh something that was circulating a lot was like that scoring a that goal so quickly may have actually hurt you guys in a way like would you agree with that like getting the goal so early um sort of like put the pressure on croatia to go like mm. play even harder to get back you know what i'm trying to say yeah uh, i've been in games where i felt like that before like you score early and you're like oh you just woke up the beast you know <laughs> yeah, exactly that game it, it really didn't feel like that because we spent so much time on details and tactics and stuff like we, we felt like we were ready for whatever they threw at us and um and yeah so so that that never really creeped in our head but definitely on the field you could feel a switch in the way they started pressing and yeah the their the movement between their midfield three against r2 uh yeah they just started working even, their yeah. game plan even that do you feel like that <clears throat> that hurt you guys a bit the fact that they had a mid uh, a midfield three and you guys had two especially with the class of players mm -hmm. in their mid like they probably had arguably one of the best midfields in the tournament yeah right 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 um yeah we we spent a lot of team a lot of time as a team, sorry, talking about how we want to set up against them. And mm -hmm. and we felt like it was best to go with the two to get uh, some more pressure on their on their uh, defenders. Okay. So try to make them play a bit longer. And for a while it worked. They, they were kicking the ball it to did. us. It was skipping back through to Milan. So, yeah, it worked for a while. And then, yeah, just masters of the, the sport. Like yeah, we just made the adjustment. World class, and, yeah. And yeah, we yeah. made the adjustment just uh, a little too late, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, during that time where they picked up momentum. Yeah. Yeah, we, we could have shifted faster, maybe. For sure. Damn. In, in terms of, like, prep going into it, um, like you spent, you said you spent a lot of, like, team time prepping. Like, what, what, are, those, what are those prep sessions look like? I'll, I'll, obviously outside of like what's done on the pitch i'm curious like are you guys watching tape is yeah. there like a whole it's like a fucking like a lecture like yeah. you're sitting through a lecture almost tape uh meetings with just me steven and the defensive coach uh -huh. with the whole back four midfielders get together fours get together like there's there's so much attention to detail like the staff works non-stop it's it's crazy and they really get us ready for each game crazy yeah. what, what, what kind you, of you like gotta be like that what kind of like um i guess experience now are you taking from the world club that you want to apply when you go back to play for montreal yeah i was saying to uh, like my agent and my family who was there i was after that that belgium game i was like wow that was that was really one of the first games i played where my brain had to work faster than my body yeah it's, just the movement of the players, everything is just done to confuse you, especially being a defender. So you just have to really use your brain to get your body in the right position. So that's what I'll take away for sure. Just, uh, I need to just work more on growing my game from a mental standpoint, especially mm -hmm. being a defender, being able to see the game and yeah. see the runs earlier because uh, the physical part is, is, is not a problem. But uh, our first time at that level, really going against these 
attacks who've been playing together four or five years now. Yeah. One of the best in the world. It was, it was a lot. Dude, do you guys yeah. feel like you were in the group of death? Because going into it, it was like not I really like a... Yeah? I said so from the start. I yeah. said from the start that we were had the group of death and they're saying, no, Germany, Japan, Spain. I said, no, Damn, no that group fucking got washed up. No way. I said, our group is the group. Because we, we were by far the best fourth pot team. Yeah, I yes, thought. 100%. Like any group we were in would have been close to the group of death. So yeah. I always said it was us for sure. I don't even think people expected Morocco to do what they did. Right, which was right, which right. was another reason. Yeah, they just got that momentum and, and wrote it. The the whole tournament, and their fans, their fans showed out for them. Like yeah, during, Yo. During the Morocco game, you, you, it was the loudest game for sure. They do like these whistles, and you really sometimes you think it's the ref, like you really can't. Oh yeah, process it's like, like that? what's going on. Yeah, the Moroccan fans. They, what do you think was the most hard. difficult game for for yourself? Like even put aside the scores of the games. Like what what was the most difficult game for you? Uh, I think the Croatia game for yeah. sure. Just they're they're all, it, it didn't seem they have superstars, but there there weren't any superstars. When the ball turns over, they're all running back. Yeah, they're all gonna defend for their lives. That that was the I think I always think it's harder to beat a a team than a team with three four amazing players. You know, so they were really a team and cohesive and well coached. Yeah. So so that showed. That I think you guys game. have similarities when it comes to that, though. Like both right. both teams mm-hmm. playing as a team. I gotta ask what it's like to play with um, uh, with Davies, obviously. Yeah. What he's doing uh, on a world scale, <laughs> which is is crazy, right? Um, and now playing with him, seeing him in 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 person, playing with him multiple times, training with him. What do you think? What do you think about him and and his soon to be legacy for for the country? Yeah, I think if he hung up the boots today, he's automatically <laughs> the greatest Canadian player to ever play, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's scary how young he is. Like the stuff he's going to accomplish is is a madness. Like his trophy cabinet already is insane yeah. um, at one of the best clubs in the world. So everything he's doing, he's just on the right track to not only be a Canadian legend, but like a real world football legend and be left with some of the best left backs ever, like Roberto Carlos and these yeah. guys. Like if he keeps going and maybe we can get some international trophies as well to add, then that that'll really really cement his legacy in the game. Yeah. Have, did you like do you remember any time maybe like seeing him play for the first time or training with him for the first time or just watching him play like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Um I wasn't really watching MLS yeah. before I got in MLS. So okay. I really didn't see his MLS tear. Yeah. And how Bad. he was destroying the yeah. league so i didn't really see all it was that. a quick tear though they, they yeah. realized it quick right 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 so it was just training for me just yeah. seeing like how the speed of his feet and his physique and uh like how tall he is for for a defender a left back and how fast he is like yeah it's, it's a scary combo like does he do you like take player do you guys see anything like or take anything from him as as like maybe like his habits or the way he goes about himself because because he's super young, mm-hmm. he's playing Champions League soccer on one of the best teams in the world. So pro- he's probably had to mature very quickly. Yeah. Right. So have you have you maybe noticed anything like that where it's like, oh, he, he acts like that or he moves like that or anything like that? Yeah, he's he's matured so fast from when I met him in 2019 to where he is now. It's yeah. it's night and day. He's before he was just uh, the star boy, you know, like the golden boy with not too much responsibility. Now he's given team talks in the huddle motivating the guys nice uh really invested into the team so 
it's it's good to see and and his trajectory is crazy. Yeah, there's there's a lot of players. There's is there, is there players. anybody else on the team um that that you see making a move to Europe? I know uh I know Johnson just did uh um, with Celtic, which was like thing went to Watford. In uh, incredible, yeah, Kone, right? Kone went, went to, to Watford. Watford. Is there any any other guys in the squad that you could see making that jump pretty soon? Yeah, there's gonna be a lot more. I think. I think. <laughs> okay, this guy has the, <laughs> this guy's got the info. Wait, what are you saying, bro? What are you trying to say with that smile? Even <laughs> over this this next month, the windows open now. So yeah, I think, true. I think a lot of guys are gonna get moves, and the guys who are already in Europe, I could see them getting bigger taking moves, taking a jump and getting bigger moves. Especially was the, that was that in your mind going into the World Cup that you wanted to try and maybe impress i know you're, you're super happy at montreal yeah but is that still a goal of yours to go play in europe yeah 100 100 yeah, just good. to really take a, a step at the next level and see because I, I got a, a taste of it in the world yep. cup and you know at times i was uh out playing these these big money forwards so yep. i want to go so, bro, did you get take the call a, or no? What what the fuck's going Someone on? Someone linked my boy, bro. <laughs> no, no, I gotta know because <laughs> I, 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 I made a I made a statement. Linked up, I made a, I made a statement on uh on our on our manager Jason's podcast Footy Culture. I said that I thought of, of anybody um, at that tournament that wasn't already in Europe. I think yeah. you deserved it, especially after the way you performed. Like like you said, you were literally bodying some of these guys who are fifty million dollars plus, mm -hmm. right? Who are getting these massive contracts. So. I was just like, dude, there's got to be teams for sure looking at you and saying, okay, like there's something here. So I don't know if you can say that necessarily. <laughs> if you can just maybe say maybe there is. I don't maybe, know. Like, maybe. Yeah? Fingers crossed. All right, Fingers all right, crossed. Right. I like that but one. I'm saying like, okay, but how does that work? Like, are they reached? Obviously the window's open now. Yeah. But um, even that process, are they just reaching out? Like, is there even just like early talks? Like, hey, like we saw you played well. Like we're keeping an eye on you type of thing. Even if it's not like a yeah. formal like offer. Yeah, there's a lot of solid clubs who said they got me on the radar. Okay. It's tough for the MLSs because these teams are mid-season right now. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so it's easier to get a summer move uh -huh. unless they think like you're the right fit and we need you now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a waiting game. Um yeah because you're still young bro you, you you're you still at an age where like that jump uh i think can be made right, right. like which i respect like i i know also just re-signed with toronto and he made a big statement of like yo i decided to stay here because i want to help grow the sport which mm -hmm. i think is like he's a tfc legend he, he's a tfc legend but he's, a, he's a, a, a canadian soccer legend and and it's admirable because you do need guys to stay here and kind of like still push the sport but at the same time when i look at you i'm like dude you're still so young like mm -hmm. you, like you can go you know, over the fucking pond, as they say, make, you know, make a statement and still come back and do what you need to right, do right. here. That's right. That's the okay. That's the okay. Plan. All right. All right. So, good, bro. <laughs> so, so <laughs> we'll be talking here. So hold on. We can confirm though. You don't have to say who, but we could confirm that some people were like, yo, we're, we, we have our eye on you type of thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, okay. that's pretty. Come on. That's obvious though. <laughs> no, no. But you listen, just want him to say it. I want him to say it. I can't just say it myself. You know what I mean? But, um, so Damn, okay. that's crazy. Yeah. What, what can you say? What leagues at least? Uh, Come on. Okay. Right. Listen, I gotta try. I gotta try. Listen, I gotta try. No leagues. No leagues. No okay. Leagues. Okay. All right. Listen, all right. if you go that, to Italy, that, I'm coming with you though. Eh? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. That's mod. No, no, no. That's cool. I mean, listen, there's a lot of, there's also, the reason I also say this is because there's like, I look at Besiktas as like a team that has brought Canadians yeah, yeah. consistently, mm -hmm. right? So obviously they've known about Canada for a while. I think this just put them on the next level. Right. But how was that, like, how was that being around uh, Johnston, like, because he pretty much knew during the World Cup he's getting this move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct? Yeah. So, like, what, what was it like for him and, and you guys just being around him in that whole situation? Uh, it, it was, 
it was special, you know, because it's one of the guys I grew up with. And mm -hmm. like firsthand, I can see like everything unraveling where he's like, yo, like they just reached out and then, yo, they want me to come for the medical. And then, yo, they asked me what shirt number I want. Like I could Crazy. just see it evolving and growing. Right. So, yeah, it's so special. Ali, you know, it's like my brother, we play together. Yeah, at you Bond. guys have very similar journeys. journeys. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we've done every step of the way together. So. Yeah, to see him going is like seeing me going. Like it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, you see yourself in that situation. Like you see yourself in him there. Right, right. Damn. Right. Yeah, he did. He did, he got a big move though. That's a huge yeah. move for and him. He, and he made his debut. He started. Yeah, right? he started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got team of the week as well. Well, you know what? That's like, uh, like uh, I feel like that league is getting more Canadians though, isn't well, it? Yeah, there's there's a few that play right? there. Even uh, in the lower divisions right? in Scotland, there's a lot of Canadians. Yeah. But there's just it's a, like there's such a storied club. So right. just like whatever, mm. yeah, sure. They're not Real Madrid, Barcelona, oh, Bayern Champions Munich, League, though, but a they're Champions League footy, which is massive, right. and then b there's so much history right, with right, that right. club, it's right? So perfect. That's me. another. Yeah. That's another club where a lot of like the top ten clubs pick up players from. Yeah, right. You yeah. know. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's one of those feeder clubs. Hundred percent. He's 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 very. He's a very up, good though, player. I'm telling you, you're next up. Yes. So, <laughs> so now that now that the World Cup is over and you look back, um. Like, who was your favorite team to watch and who was, like, your favorite player of the tournament to watch afterwards? Mm. Or were you just like, fuck everyone left in this tournament, I'm out. <laughs> uh, I was like that at first. But right, you're bitter of it, right? Once I got of over course, because you guys were in to, it, bro. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I was starting to enjoy the games and, um, yeah, just, I think just seeing Messi's legacy and being a defender as well, like, Argentina has always struggled in the back and yeah. they, they really did a good job of keeping the clean sheets or just one goal or whatever to allow Messi and the front guys to do their thing. So I respect Otamendi's tournament. Like he's yeah. normally a hot guy's been defender. grinding. He's been grinding. Like gets sent off a lot. But yeah. this tournament, he was focused. Like you could tell yeah. it was everything for him. So I, I respect that grind. So you're a Messi man over Ronaldo? Uh, no choice. I, you know, like the, the numbers are What do you mean the numbers, similar. bro? Oh, no, no, oh, you're no, not no. choosing one? No, I you got to choose one. You got to choose, choose one. No? Just raw ability. Messi for sure. <laughs> okay, raw like, ability. Yeah. Ronaldo's grind. I always say it's about different what, leagues and stuff like that. Like he, he's. I say it's about what you respect more in a player. That's what's right. going to. And for me, I, that's why I like Ronaldo. I like the hard work, the journey that he went through. Yeah. I always say if they're, if they're like, there's like no, you can't copy what Messi does. Right. That's natural talent. Like he was born to play soccer, that guy. Right. And then I look at Ronaldo, I'm like, he worked to get where he was. Yeah, but I just wanted to ask you because like, we not, always have that debate here. But speaking of Ronaldo, and I, I'm curious. I, I have two questions about him. Okay. A, what were your thoughts on the way things ended with him and Man City, uh, Man U, and the like? You know the the whole, I guess, just the interview thing. You don't have to get like yeah. really personal in. But what were your thoughts on that? Because obviously he's a legend, and it just sucks to see yeah. that that being the last. You know, it's not uh, the last connection. No, no, between him and 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 the club. Like, what were your thoughts yeah, with that? Tough. That was like gold in Qatar. We were watching that. Yeah, yeah. The interviews were coming out. Like me and Richie in the room, like eating food, watching that. Like, like it was a like the Avatar movie that just <laughs> dropped. You know, like, it was crazy, but it's sad. It's sad for real because like he's, there's so many people who remember the old him, like mm. the boy who came through, like proved himself, won over all these English fans. And and then now they, they might have a bitter taste in their mouth because they think he might not respect the club. But I, I side with Cristiano, to, to be honest. I think everybody deals with their situations differently. But what has happened with, with the kid that he lost and everything like that, like I just can't even put myself in his shoes to see how 
how he would how I would react, you know. So I, sure. I, I respect his professionalism for sure, his dedication to the game still in such tough times like that. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a communication thing. I think it could all went down different. For sure. I, I when, when I have that conversation with people, I always said, like, I, I bring up your point. Like, at the end of the day, you can't re, you can't expect respect from a player if you don't respect him. Right. Right. And then you're also talking about not just any player. You're talking about mm -hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo, a club legend at that right. point. Um, and then the other side of it is like, I, I like I'm not a Man U fan, but I know a lot of them. And I'm just like, dude, if I was a Man U fan and some of these things were exposed about the club, I'd kind of be happy that someone did. Cause like I want my club to win and like Man U hasn't done well, much in the last 10 years. After so. he did that, people are like, oh wait, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then like now the well. owners are like considering selling. So I saw it as a positive thing, but again, obviously it's all perspective. And then my second question is, what do you take, what do you make of his move to Saudi Arabia? Al Nasir? Like, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough <laughs> one. Like I, I really wanted him to, like my thought was that he was stirring the pot and then was going to, like go crazy in Qatar, like, yeah. like me, me too, me too. Seven, eight goals, you know, and, mm. and then sign for whoever he wants. Literally, but it didn't happen that way for Portugal, and and yeah, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily hanging up the boots or anything. I still, I think we're still gonna see the best of him. I don't think he's done. I think he's gonna return to another top league. As oh, you well. think so? Eh? I think. You, think, world, you like think he'll little... do another World Cup or what? He'll be forty-one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Euro, but, Euros for sure. Euros for sure. Yeah, Euro, but yeah, but even on the bench, like whatever. Even yeah, if he comes why off not? the bench. Why not? I, I think they got to bring him for sure. Absolutely. It could have been so different, right? What uh, <laughs> it could have been so different, bro. <laughs> obviously now, obviously now, um, just going forward. With, I'm, I'm thinking national team going forward. What is what's the outlook now? Um, what What are you guys' thoughts? What's the plan for the team? I don't know if you've had. I mean, it's only just been a couple weeks mm -hmm. since the World Cup, but. What's the what, what are you guys looking to do now? What, what's the next move for the national team? What do you think it is? Uh, I think now we just got to use the, the hype and everything we generated from Qatar, like the amount of people who are watching, and we just got to keep it going. Like we've got some tournaments coming up, and I think the next step is like we, we've been playing good. We've been showing what we can do. Now it's time to win some really big games mm -hmm. and, you know, go get a trophy. we got the Gold Cup coming soon. Uh, a couple other tournaments soon, which we could be part of. So now it's time to go get. Is is Copa America happening? Are you guys getting invited? Is that has it been confirmed yet or no? I don't know. I, I, I heard I'm they hearing, were trying to trying I'm to get invited. That, that we we could possibly yeah. get in there. They're trying for us and some of the other Concacaf teams, but nothing yeah. set. Though. That'd be that would be mod. That'd, that'd be, be sick. Yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. sick. Yo, this is a bit off topic, but did you see that guy who scored the two own goals in no. the EPL? <laughs> Where? Oh, uh, Lester, no. Yo. <laughs> Yo, right his now. name his name is Wout Wout Faze. Fias, I think. Fias, there you go. <laughs> you got the long hair, no? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The curls, bro, yeah, yeah. He's new. He's new. Bro, go. We'll, we'll watch it after. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think it was within six minutes, five minutes. Yeah. He scored against two. Liverpool, oh, bro. But the second one, bro, he like shot in his. The own second net. one looked like he was going for goal. You know, like the second. No, we'll, we'll get your we'll get your take on it. I'm curious to see yeah. what you think. You want me to pull it up? Everyone was saying, uh, everyone yeah, was saying, like, up, I'm gonna pull it up. Everyone was saying, yo, he needs to get investigated because, <laughs> because, bro, it was bad. Okay, the first nah, one was like, I whatever. Got sympathy for the center back, yo. But this is what on. I was gonna they, ask they you. They've been right? doing like, us dirty. Like, they're, 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 saying, they're saying investigation into like match fixing. I'm like, insane. bro, come on. That's it's like a bit crazy, bro. No, I don't think this is it. What? No, it was, it was Leicester. Uh, oh, what the fuck is this doing? It was Leicester and um, yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool. 
Okay, I'm curious. While he pulls us up, mm-hmm. if you could get the call from any team, any team in the world, who who do you, who do you want to pick up that phone call from? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. That's your squad, I've eh? I've been supporting that club for a minute. Oh, for yeah? Real? That's, like, that's yeah. your squad? So to play for them would be crazy. Damn. You and Fonzie or what? Yeah, that left side, you know? Come on. Jeez, that'd be <laughs> nasty. <laughs> who they got center Bayern. back right now? Some good ones. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. They're, probably, they're probably pretty good, no? All right, yeah. we got it, boys. All right, let's got some see. little ad here. Where's the sign over here? Bayern, eh? Okay. You got the, the YouTube premium, bro? <laughs> Yo, yeah, what's on, wrong bro? with you? It literally <laughs> says on the corner, YouTube premium, get it now. Come on. Are you ready? This one wasn't that bad. No, this one I'll let him have. Like, bro. Oh, okay, that one, that, yeah, nothing that, you that could one, do that there. One, that one, but freak. no one's going to question that. Yeah. Everyone's like, okay, fine. That's that one, uh, buddy. This is like so unlucky, bro. Okay, watch this. He could have cleared the other way. Oh, shit. Yo, the man could have cleared left. No, hold on, hold on. Watch it again. Watch it again. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's tough. Like, there's other videos. So, hold on. Do like- we call in the investigation or no? <laughs> Damn. Yo, that's great, bro. Know. When I seen that, I was like, "Wait a minute, I have to watch this because I just have to take it in." I think you could. I don't know. It's tough in the know. moment. So different. this guy must be so demoralized, bro. It's so different in the in moment. The moment so different. What do you think about like? I wanted to ask you about VAR to be honest, because um, there were some games in the World Cup. I mean, even just in club footy when we're watching too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes where it's pretty questionable, and it's like Dude, you're kind of like you're kind of interrupting the game. Like there's some games where it's like way too much. Do you think that, or like, are you down with it? I just don't like the fact that they tell the ref you should go. I think the ref, I think it's good that it's there, but I think whoever's in charge on the field should be. Instead of them like buzzing him down and saying like. Like, right. He lets the play go for two minutes and then they call him back. Like, oh, you missed that. Like, yeah. You know, or a goal happens and and, and something happened like three minutes before. Right. Right. And they're trying to run it back. They need to give more power to the center official. I like that. Yeah. That would kind of be like how it used to be. Right. Which is. Yeah, I don't. I don't. They mind make it. the call. They make the call. Like that's that's the that's the beauty of footy. It can go your way or not. Like there's been times where refs yeah. make mistakes, but that's been happening in the history of soccer forever. forever. So for, forever. so how many things would have changed if VAR started, let's say, in fucking 1960? Oh, oh bro, don't <laughs> get I'm just me saying, right? I'm just saying. But but even like but even like. I think they gotta fix the offside thing, bro. Because men's are offside by like no, a, but like their by finger, like a that's pink cheese. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gotta be like there's gotta be yeah. some leeway <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Like, <laughs> I see like a man's nose. Like a, a man's nose is offside, and they're right. calling it. It's like or if you had like a couple too too many calories that day, and you're just like so I'm saying like like where do you draw the line, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They literally joined that line, bro. It's such a love hate relationship, like especially for a defender too, right? Because you're probably like thank God, like. Because <laughs> if it wasn't VAR, no normal ref is gonna catching see that. something yeah, like that. It. That's too tight to see. But you like VAR. playing offside trap, or uh, you like just chilling? <laughs> I like playing offside trap. Yeah, I'm fast. It's but facts. I think everyone on the back line should be fast if you're gonna do that. Facts. But that's yeah, like yeah. a new. Th- I feel like now, now like defenders are getting faster and and not yeah, stronger. They the always been strong, but I think faster. Changing. Yeah, the game is evolving for sure. Damn. Should get back in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Call the forge. Call someone called the forge. Call the forge. <laughs> I should get back in it. Call the Hamilton Forge. Bro. Easy, so bro. what can we expect from you, let's say, this year? Do you have any goals for this year? I know you you made the MLS All-Star team last year. Yeah. Which was fucking sick, by the way. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I feel like you're, you're you're like I respect MLS a lot, but I feel like you're also botting the league to a certain extent right now. Like, do you feel like you're like 
not outgrowing it, but I kind of want to say outgrowing the league. Yeah, in a nice way, yeah, like same, not in a same bad thing way. That you're saying, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like to play against some of the players who we were mentioning earlier. That's what I'm and saying. To go back and play against uh, just some of the guys who I do every week in MLS, it, it is a step down for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some crazy good teams in the MLS, so it's it's, it's true. Tough. How do you bring that level of play with you? Because like it's almost like you don't want to stoop down to your opposition, which is yeah. like a normal thing. You never want to do that, but obviously it's like a it's a habit almost. Yeah. Like you you're playing a worse opponent, you're like okay, I can I don't have to be thinking twenty four seven like right, I was right. in the World Cup. So how do you try to keep that coming? It's tough because especially how good we were in Montreal this year. It's oh, like you guys smashed. We just know that we're gonna beat this team. Like mm. we're, yeah. we're too good. Our tactics are too good. They don't even want to be here. They're asking where we're going out later. Like <laughs> for real, you eh? Know, like some team. So it is tough, but I think, like you said, a goal for me this year would definitely be to play every game. Like yeah, like it's my last play. Take advantage of every moment. Don't take any plays off. Um, don't be lazy because the quality is not as high. Like just yeah. just keep your standards high. And I'm I'm curious, like in terms of the league itself. How do you think, like, what do you think MLS has to do to start being mentioned alongside some of these bigger leagues? Now, obviously, like, I don't know if in our lifetime you can ever put MLS next to the EPL mm-hmm. or, or La Liga or whatever. But what, what do you think the league needs to continue doing or start doing to kind of put themselves a little bit closer to those levels? I think the easy answer is the salary cap to get more players over here because mm. most of the guys who live in Europe want to come play in Miami, want to come play in New York. Like they want to live in these major cities and have a good life compared to making more money, but living in a shithole in Germany or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think the league has everything they need already. It's just the salary cap thing, but the, the average German player or the average French player is better than the average U S or Canadian player at this moment. So it's like, Will the league just get washed away with all internationals, kind of like the other leagues? So I think they just had to find the right balance of domestics and internationals. And I think it's been getting better. It has opening up I more think so, roster yeah. spots and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like at the beginning it was very like a very South American. Yeah, and a lot of Mexican players as well and stuff right, like that. Right, like right. they were they were going hard with that. Yeah. Even right now, you look at some teams; they're all Spanish too. Mm-hmm. Like That's Dallas. why you don't, don't want to completely just get like all different kind of players from like all over the world and then just forget about American and Canadians too. But I think, I think it is going in the right direction in terms of Canada because um, the CPL, I think league one, talking about these are leagues that you, you played in league one. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And a lot of players have this where they come from. So I think the youth system is huge. So you keep players here. So that they don't want to leave and go right. to Europe and stuff like that. Right, right. We're losing too many good players. Lose a lot there, of them, right? Can't blame them. Yeah, yeah, and then there's, a, there's a lot of like a lot of guys who. But a lot has to do with money too. So yeah, the money thing. It's like makes okay, sense. well, am I going to get paid? Um, but there's always that that buffer time where it's like you're waiting, you're grinding, and you're like, okay, I'm about to get paid. Right. You and know, then, but and I guess it's also like a it's also a mix of like just the the like the legacy aspect of like saying like, yo, I played in Europe. I played in this. That's, I think I that'll in. change a little bit. That, that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think Definitely just after the next world cup, I think MLS is oh, 100%. Top, it, top seven. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. MLS needs uh, more history. It, well, it just, I would say that they the, need more time to build that like legacy aspect right. of the league. But right. I would even say the players that are in MLS right now, like I think, I think I could safely say it's like maybe like seventh or eighth, just based on the players that play in the league. 
I, I have to think about that. I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm not saying no. Pound for pound, I don't think so. But no? like, just there's some really good MLS teams that will do damage in other leagues. Well, you have to remember, there's like the, 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 the big five, right? The big five leagues. Then or the, other than that, you have like the Dutch league, mm -hmm. which, is, which is Portugal. Portugal. Um, uh, you can even say the Turkish league. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, MLS teams could compete in those leagues. That's what I'm you saying. So? Yeah, 100%. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like the top okay. teams. The, the top better, teams. The better teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't even say mid-table, but like the better teams. Right. Interesting. Like you, have like to, you have to remember. You have to remember. I'd like yeah. to see like some, I wish, like they, they got to do more friendlies or something. I got to do something. That's I'd like, I'd like to see sick. that. If they I'd did like more friendlies, they're doing something like that this year. Like, Oh, are they? It's going to be like a World Cup style between the Mexican League and MLS. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. like that, so. We, we, they got to grow the game. That, yeah. That's how they're going to grow the game. Exactly. And continue to do it. I'm uh, I'm curious, a little bit off topic, but mm -hmm. what do you think about coming up the way you did your your story, all all the things that happened, um, and you know going through that journey and also being in a relationship? Because this is a conversation that we have. It seems trying to, bring to be. It Here seems we to be go. every. Here we go. No, no. Oh. It seems to be every podcast. I got it. Listen, it's an athlete. Yo, but an athlete's had... different. An athlete's completely Hold different. Hold on, stop, stop, stop. Oh, Let me sorry. ask him. I'm not. I'm not talking to you, bro. Yo, you're gonna be blessed. Trust no, me. No, 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 no. I'm this curious. Is pro, we, this is we pro. have. We have the the conversation, <laughs> debate conversation. What do you want to say? Just about like on your come up, yeah. being in a relationship, not being in a relationship. Um. So. You know, distractions, distractions stuff like that. things like that so we have we have all these different different <laughs> opinions but we haven't had one from an athlete yet so i'm curious just to hear your opinion on um like i guess you could speak to yourself coming up the way you did um yeah. and being in a relationship or, or not or whatever that was and for if it's you. helped your your career or not or whatever yeah, yeah. don't say that it hasn't because then you're, gonna then you're, then you're done yeah then you're in trouble yeah. no <laughs> so, no i think like Every is guy tough? is so different. Like, yeah. it's tough to, like, put my finger on, like, what's best. But I met my girl in Syracuse. Like, she played soccer there as well. Cool. So she, like, understands the grind, the life, when I'm sore, when I need to take a nap. So she fully understands everything that it takes to be at this level. So yeah. I'm thankful for that, as some girls might not. But, uh, yeah, I think for me, just being more focused and less reasons to go out, Less reasons to uh, do anything. Distractions. <laughs> just do like, anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. My partner, just to keep me grounded. You know? But that's dope that you guys met at, at Syracuse too. Yeah, yeah. We've been going strong. And she knows the hut. Like, I guess, yeah, she understands like literally everything. You're going it's not through. the same lifestyle we have, okay? We have different lifestyles. No, no, but no, but it is, right? Because <laughs> it's not. Uh, because like you, you tra you're traveling a lot. Right. Right. So it's not like you're just uh, home in one place. Neither are we. We're traveling all the time. It's the same concept. <laughs> okay. It's so it's pretty. It's pretty similar. Yeah, I, I can imagine that's tough. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate. Appreciate. Because I, I no, I'm in agreement with you. No, I, I, I think I think a good girl. See, now we're getting to this fucking. And debate. I always say athletes, <laughs> athletes, athletes have a good setup to have a proper relationship. Fair. I think a but good girl. But you can girl, also go the other way. But it's okay. I think a good girl who understands what you're doing will will actually help you. Progress, 100%, 100%. like it'll actually help the, yeah, it'll yeah. help the 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 cause for sure. Because I'm because because we've seen it. How many athletes and whether they're soccer players, whether they're ball players, whatever hockey players that come to the, come to the city. Toronto's a wrecking ball. This bro, city. it's <laughs> this fucking crazy. crazy. Come fuck. to the city, no girl. Crash out in Toronto. <laughs> they die, bro. <laughs> bro, it's There's too many distractions. There's too many distractions. Dog, these guys come here and they go nuts. They yeah. go crazy. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe some of them have wives. I don't bro, know. I tried. Pozuelo was at EFS for. <laughs> for four months straight 
I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> no, it was. It was you have a game level. tomorrow. No, no, there was there was crazy shit. There was crazy shit <laughs> would, going on. Would you ever? Um, I mean, would you ever? Like, did you ever want to play in Toronto? Uh, definitely. Like, were you ever a like? Team, like, I grew up supporting. But would you, know, you get like, distracted being here? I because, think. I think yes. Not by no. I think no, no. I, I think, think there's there's think all kinds family, of distra- yeah. yeah. My family's so tight. They're gonna be like, oh, what are you doing now? We're saying right now. Yeah, yeah. Yo, dinner right now. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be a lot. Because so we see players come back and, and they either, it's either one of two things. They they thrive and they, they grow as a player right. or they just get lost in the sauce. One thing that was like, Richie did like a good, Richie, Richie did a good job Rich was a good, yeah. He came here and he showed like, you come home and like, this is the way, this is the way you come home. Right. This is the right way to do it. Right, right, but we've right. seen a lot of players that just went the other way. Mm-hmm completely just 100%. like star whatever they're, there's they're pros like and cons to playing at home but i think being away like it like you mature a lot more like yeah. being away from your family but being you used know to that, what no, but you there, but yeah. you made a good fucking point and we're italian so i think we're, we're very similar in the sense of like we're super family oriented right. so whenever me and him are traveling i get so much work done usually like people will be like oh you're traveling you don't do much i'm like i'm locked in when i'm traveling as soon as I come home, it's same thing. Every two seconds, come for dinner. Yeah. Come over for dinner. Come for lunch. What are you do doing? Da, da, da. And you're like, bro, I can't get anything done here. Right, like, Because right, you don't want right. to say no because it's your family too, exactly. right? So that's tough. But yeah. your family's still here, right? They're still situated yeah, here? everyone's still here. Okay, cool. Everyone's here. So you're, like, you're by yourself in, in Montreal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By myself in Montreal. Um, yeah. We're going to come check you out there. For sure. We're going to come watch a game. <laughs> That'd be That'd lit. Be fun. Dope, dope. All right, boys. Okay, listen. I mean, it, we're, we made it to this point, Dean. Where, where, where are we at right now? Uh, we're at an hour and 20 minutes. All right, so okay, next World Cup, go. I'll be playing center mid. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, we're all going to go for it. Kamal's going to put a word in for the boys. Easy. With your new girlfriend, too. You're going to find a girl. I'm going to get a girl. I'm going to go to Syracuse. I'm going to go to Syracuse, find a girlfriend. Me, <laughs> find a podcast girlfriend that already has her own podcast so she understands my podcast. See? And we have an understanding. No, we're going to set it up nice. We're going to set you up nice. Set me up, boys, please. I need Someone. a photographer thing, eh? Maybe Yo, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. You well, should then, get a photographer. Well, you got to stop shooting Balenciaga. Talking <laughs> about like, I think you were talking to him. You're like, do you, are you picturing like in, in your head, like the 70 guys? The, the, Yo, you know, you watch our pod. We just say what's real, yeah, bro. You know, we 100%. say what the fuck, whatever 100%. pops up in our mind, we'll say it. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, no, no, you know, we'll say that. No, no, leave it at that. Bro, Listen, but on that note, I mean, yeah. we're, we're at this point, um, but obviously it's the famous question. We've got, we got to ask you, okay? Yes, sir. We're the MBH podcast. Money buys happiness. Do you believe money buys happiness? No. No? No, no, no. no definitely not. Okay. Straight no. I think m- money buys opportunity. Okay. Um, I think especially if you're the one getting the money, usually you're not the one really enjoying it to the max. Like, I think... Me getting money is to see a smile on my family's faces, on my girl's face, guys I grew up with. I could take them out to a nice dinner and nobody has to worry about nothing. But just true happiness, nah. I, I know a lot of guys with a lot of money who, who aren't happy at all. Yeah, but you know what? That, that answer is just because you're a solid dude. Because <laughs> but that is a fact. Like yeah. That is a fact. When, when you get that money, when you get that first big check yeah. or whatever, that big contract. or who you are before the money. Facts, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you're saying, yo, because you're not even really spending it on yourself. And I think we're kind of the same way. It was like we got we got some money and it was the first thing was like, yo, 
how do we take care of everyone around us our family just right. give them shit give them give them opportunities bring them places they've never been before dinners all these things whatever 100%. pay off something like yeah that's just because you're a good dude that's why you said right. that because we've had some people in front of here who said completely different things <laughs> and i don't know if this speaks to their character or not but <laughs> no i agree with you yeah money money buys the freedom buys the opportunity like you said right. to just then right. it's like what's freedom yeah what, what do you do with it right and that that's the ultimate thing so Hundred percent. Damn, dude. Yo, best of luck. Yes. Thank yes. For the rest of the for the, I mean this year, this whole fucking damn year. Yeah. No? Yeah, we were at the beginning. We're okay, gonna keep bro. our eye on you. We're gonna keep putting fucking bets on your teams no matter what. Um I already said I bet on Montreal all the time because they're the best team no, in no, my life. You actually put me on that though. I put him on, yeah, I, you exactly. did. You did. Thank you. you did. Thank you. Did. you. I'm not gonna lie. Remember you're like, okay, lie. who we bet? I said Montreal, bro. Yeah, and we, I didn't even mess it. I didn't even tell him. I told him. You told him. <laughs> I told him. So there you go. No, no, we put some we put some stacks on Montreal. best of luck, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, keep inspiring the fam. Um, and uh, we'll probably have you back on. I was going to say, you, by, you by the time that move, wink, yeah, wink, I was about wink, to wink, say, wink, wink, by the time wink. the summer comes around and you make that move, because yeah. we're going to call it here now, because then we're going to have to clip this back. Yeah. Okay. What day is it today? January fifth. January fifth, twenty twenty three. Start of the new year. We got Kamal Miller in front of us. He is making a move to Europe. <laughs> In the summer of 2023. Fabrizio Romano right here. Fabrizio. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He's making the move. I'm calling it now. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you guys who I know who it is, but I'm not going to tell you. So we'll clip this back. But yo, man, seriously, I appreciate you coming on, brother. It's yes, been sir. an absolute pleasure. Um, and like he said, you know, all, all the best of luck uh, this year. Um, I see big things for you, bro. I see big things for you. And uh, I'm excited to see what you do. Um, and I'm excited to see what, I guess, Canada as a whole, what we yeah. can put together as, as a soccer nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, obviously, like you said, we'll have you back. And uh, yeah, on that note, Bayern. <laughs> you thought I was doing something else. <laughs> this guy put Bayern? his thing up. Bayern. I am a free agent. <laughs> no, give this man the call, right? You know what to do. <laughs> and now on that note, Dean. We out. <laughs>